4: Fixit
3: radio. and that is what time it is fix it radio KLz 560 if you're listening to us live on Saturday thank you very much if you're listening to one of our replay shows thank you as well we appreciate that also you can always find out what's going on on Fixit radio by going to the website fixitradio.com and we've got all of our sponsors listed listed there as well and as as uh, and also along with those with that it'd be nice if I could talk to this morning. Also, along with that, you'll find all of our podcasts and things that are there that we keep up uh, up to date as far as you know previous shows and links and things like that as well. So, again, thank you all for listening. Appreciate it very much. Speaking of sponsors, a, a great sponsor that I saw this past week had a had a great time with Alan Stack Stack Optical. If you are in the need for anything eye care wise, Alan is your place to go. Whether it's an eye exam, which is very thorough and fast i will say that i know that sounds kind of funny but yes you can be thorough and quick at the same time just get to it and get after it but alan and his team great stack optical i've got glasses ready to go there now that i will go by and get and i've talked about that on our other show ready radio to a large extent but stack optical uh, alan stack great sponsor of ours great partner of ours i should say on all the programs and appreciate alan A lot. So if you get by, say hi. Let him know that I sent you. And if you need anything eye care wise, he is your guy. He's been he's one of the oldest optometrists and uh, specialists in town, and literally has everything and the knowledge to go behind it. So don't go buy the cheesy glasses at some of the discount places. Go to Stack Optical and get it done the right way. Cindy Bray joining us now from wad free we're going to talk through some energy saving things but cindy welcome to fix it radio you've been on with me during the week but never here on the weekends
5: yeah it's great to talk to you again well yes, I appreciate it laundry day
3: but yes. yeah for a lot of folks this is laundry day so before we get started on some energy saving tips talk about wad free that was for all of you listening It maybe don't listen to me during the week uh, cindy is the owner and inventor of wad free and explain cindy what wad free is
5: you bet. So I invented Wad Free for Bed Sheets. It's a laundry gadget that prevents your sheets from wadding up in the in the laundry, the washing machine and the dryer, so they don't twist or tangle or ball up. They come out cleaner, the washer stays balanced, and yep. they dry up to 75% faster.
3: Which saves money. Fewer wrinkles.
5: Yeah, saves a lot of time, saves money, saves a lot of energy.
3: It, it does. And, so, and, and those of you listening... <laughs> Charlie, who bought his own set, I, who bought my own set, because we're not giving any kind of a paid testimonial here. We actually bought them ourselves, and they work fabulous. And if you want to know how to use them properly, just go to the website, wadfree.com. and There's a little video there that shows you how to use them as well. Yes. Works great, by the way.
5: Channel your inner garter clip.
3: There you yeah. go. There you go. Now, Okay. Now, before we get started on energy-saving tips, something that, again, if folks don't listen to me during the week, and they just hear me on uh, on Saturdays, which we, we've got a lot of folks. They work during the week. They don't get a chance to listen to us during the weekdays, so they listen to us on the weekend. So, Cindy, talk about your Shark Tank experience. I know I asked you that before on Rush to Reason, but tell us here at Fix-It Radio what your experience was like.
5: It was incredible. So, I invented Wadfrey. I launched in June of 2020. July of 2021, one year later, I pitched on Shark Tank, my first pitch ever. It was incredible. There were sharks fighting over me, fighting over Wadfrey, and I closed my deal with Kevin.
3: That's awesome. And for those of you that don't know, again, because you don't hear me during the week, this is a local Colorado, actually here in the Denver metro area, mm-hmm. this is a Colorado yes. company, right, Cindy?
5: It is. In fact, I was a finalist in the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. Thing yes. In, yes. Been, I was going to ask you Colorado that. So how did we concept?
3: come out? How did how, how did it turn out?
5: I didn't win, but the other companies were so deserving. There was, I mean, everyone was incredible. Sure. We sure. make some really great things here in Colorado.
3: That is awesome, and I love to see homegrown products. Is partially why we've had you on as much as as we have, because I again, I I am a business owner. Have done that since I was twenty one years of age, and wow. I believe fully in doing that. And I will support anybody, any way, shape, or form I can. I love to see success stories like this, especially when it's in our own backyard. I really appreciate that. You're very welcome. All right, let's talk about energy-saving tips. That was the biggest reason we wanted to have you on today. Your product is one of those, but there's many others. And as we know, Cindy, we're heading into that time of the year. We see what energy prices have done, not just the cost of fuel, but literally the cost of electricity, the cost of natural gas. Depending upon how you heat your home, uh, it's becoming more and more expensive and... And challenging for some folks. So anything we can do to save energy, I think everybody—I don't care what end of the pay scale you're on, Cindy—everybody's interested.
5: Yeah, you know, energy rates have skyrocketed in the last year or so, and I do have some great tips for saving energy in the laundry. Where you may not know, about ten percent of your energy bill goes to doing laundry.
3: Okay, so I, I, have I did really not know easy that. Easy
5: ways. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it 10% is. Ten percent is a lot. Hmm. Okay. My first tip is in the washing machine. In the washing machine, most of the energy goes to heating water. Okay. So my tip in the washing machine is to wash on cold. You save approximately 50 cents per load to wash in cold water and two things. A lot of the detergent on the market these days is formulated to work best in cold water. Okay. And your clothes, your sheets, everything will last longer if you wash on cold.
3: Oh, good point. Because you're not, uh, you're not deteriorating the, the material, the fibers, whatever you want to say. You know, depending upon what you're washing, typically it's a cotton-type product for, for most of us, Cindy. So what you're saying is you're, and you, don't, you, know, you also don't get the shrinkage and some of the wackiness that happens when you wash in hot water, Right.
5: Or fading,
3: yes.
5: Okay. Fabric fibers don't like hot temperatures. It breaks them down pretty quickly.
3: Okay. So, so wash and cold washing water water cold water. So papers, is there any other, yes. t- I mean, is there any tips to that? Because I think, a lot, again, a lot of us that have are, are older and grew up through the time when literally if you didn't wash in hot water, nothing came out clean. I think a lot of us have just been conditioned that if you're not using warm or hot water, it's not going to get clean. But what you're saying is our detergents today have changed.
5: Yes. In fact, the detergents reformulate themselves about every year. So even if you're using the same powdered or same liquid detergent you've been using forever, it's not the same formulation that it was even five years ago. Okay. They reinvent themselves every year, okay. and now they're formulated to work best in cold.
3: Okay, A lot of them. Yeah. The other thing that I know as well along these lines, and you may also get to this, but if you have the room and i know that not everybody does but we happen to have a laundry room that's right off of where our uh, we have hot water heat for the house and so you know we've got our our boiler and everything kind of in a room right off of the laundry room and it stays fairly warm in fact in the summertime we can sometimes open a door to kind of cool that off because it gets so warm Point being, it's warm enough, Cindy, to wear my wife, other than sheets and towels and things like that that we do dry, other than that, everything else just gets hung up, hung up to dry on its own, and really even a pair of jeans will dry overnight because it's that warm.
5: Yeah. So the clothes dryer is the least efficient appliance in the household. Okay. It costs more to run your dryer for an hour than even your refrigerator. So if you can air dry things, again, they're going to last longer. Yes, they do. And you do save a lot of energy.
3: Yeah, and, and folks, I, trust me on, on the on the la- lasting longer on the clothing, uh, Cindy. I, you know, just personal testimony. I think I could be wrong in this, but I would say you're doubling the life of whatever that item is if you're not drying it.
5: I'd say that's probably accurate. But there's, if you do want to dry, I mean, a lot of things people do are always going of course. to dry. tip in the dryer, instead of drying it on high heat, turn that temperature down to low. Or in my case, I have an extra low setting on my dryer. Right. It is going to use a lot less energy over running it on high, even if you have to run that dryer for a longer period of time.
3: Because you're not using all of the other energy to heat the dryer.
5: Yes. And, again, all of those fabric fibers are going to last a lot longer Mm. if you run on a, a low setting.
3: Okay. So if you guys have got the ability to do any kind of a, I mean, some of this is really, you know, Cindy, I, my mom's mom, my grandma, she raised four kids and never owned a dryer. I know a lot of folks would would have a hard time believing that, but she never owned a dryer. She had a clothesline in the summertime, and in the wintertime, the clothesline was in the garage, and everything was air-dried sheets, everything. Again, she never, how in the world she did that, I don't know, Cindy, but she never owned a dryer. So can it be done? Absolutely, it can.
5: Yeah. And here's another thing about WAD Free. Like a lot of people do not have space to air dry. Right. Their pants, t- top. that's easy. Right. But sheets?
3: Sheets those is are tough. tough. Right.
5: But here's the thing about WAD Free. So for those of you that don't have it, it's this square reusable uh, disc, we'll call it, and you attach to four corners. So your sheet ends up. Looking a little like a parachute. Correct. If you want to air dry but you don't have an outdoor line or perhaps it's raining or cold or pollution um, and you don't want to hang it out dry, outside to dry, you can leave it on that wad-free base and hang it from the base, maybe from a um, shower curtain rod. And that's all the space you need now. You don't need to drape it over anything, you know. Great idea. So Waterfree actually aids in air drying as well.
3: So it actually helps separate things out enough to where it will dry.
5: Oh, yeah, because it's it's hanging. Right. Like a parachute. Right. And you can air dry it that way.
3: Nice. Okay. The clothes
5: dryer. So I just got my most recent energy bill, and in Denver— the energy rate to run the dryer is around $0.68 cents per hour.
3: $0.68 cents an hour, okay.
5: So that really adds up. So especially when you're doing your sheets and, with you know, when they ball up, when they wad up, and you have to take them out and unravel them and run the dryer again, that energy cost right. is really high. it just keeps so adding that's, up. That's actually why I invented Wad Free, because I was tired of all the time and energy I was wasting when my sheets would...
3: All up yeah, so for all of you listening, not only is it the energy savings on the appliance side uh, it 's also and to your point cindy it's the time savings which you know for for all of us i don't care who you are time is money i don 't care whether you know you work a full time job, a part time job, uh, you know your stay at home mom or dad, whatever the situation, time is money, Cindy, and whether that 's you know time that we can be working on ourselves, reading, doing something along those lines, or even just relaxing from the day you end up with more time using your product is the point.
5: Yeah, and it's really annoying also when you open up that dryer door and you find a great big wet wash. I hate seat. that.
3: I know. I know. <laughs>
5: Especially You're- if it's bedtime and you intended to put those same sheets back on the bed, but you can't because they're still wet.
3: Okay, so this is something I've never asked you. Go, you know, Backing up just a little bit, you had this idea. You knew that was something that you, you know, problem that you wanted to solve. How long did it take you to solve that and bring that to market?
5: Fourteen months from the day I had the concept pretty to the fast. day I launched.
3: Pretty it fast. It was
5: really fast. And that was over the, I launched in June 2020, so that was a pandemic delay. Sure, sure. Well, yeah.
3: Good for you. Yeah, that, was- that is absolutely fabulous. All right, what other energy-saving tips do you have? I mean, laundry, big deal, and, and I don't think folks really, uh, you know, as a side note to everybody listening, it's kind of one of those things, Cindy, that we really don't think about. We, we're, we're usually thinking windows, doors, you know, sealing things up and so on. We forget about what you just talked about.
5: Yeah. So a couple more tips. Run full loads.
3: Oh,
0: it's yeah. It's
5: just like in the dishwasher. If you're only running a few items, you're using the same amount of water, you're using the same amount of energy. True. If you're just running a few items in the laundry, but you have a higher capacity machine, wait till you have a full load.
3: Very true. And another
5: tip is to to if you're using the dryer to run consecutive loads so that whatever heat is in the dryer stays there is not wasted. Yeah. Right. Great so point. One load after another, you can save a lot of energy. So in other that words, way. time
3: when you're doing laundry and don't just do it randomly. If you can. Yeah. Yeah, and, and for for a lot of folks, I mean, to your point, you started off this, you know, Saturdays, Sundays, whatever that happens to be, it was a you know typically a big laundry day, laundry day for a lot of folks. So uh, if you're if you're doing that in one day, then yeah, stack those things up. You know, time it out, and away you go.
5: Yep. And if you take your items right out of the laundry, right out of the dryer, and don't let them sit, they're going to have fewer wrinkles. Also,
3: very true, very very true. All right, what else you got for us?
5: Um, that pretty much wraps up all my tips in the in the laundry room. Okay. I mean, obvious ones like keep the dryer vent clean. Yes. Service your machine. Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you
5: have to replace them, go with a high efficiency model.
3: Yep. All of that. Cindy again, thank you so much. I appreciate it very much. And again, it's folks, it's wad free dot com just just like I said at wadfree dot com wadfree dot com Cindy if somebody wants to order some of these what's the best place to do that on your website or where do they go
5: yeah wadfree dot com is the best place I'm local and I do ship daily and right now I have a deal going on when you purchase more than one you get a dollar off each one they make excellent stocking stuffers awesome, awesome. Um, it is also on Amazon
3: Okay, um, so so you can go to Amazon or go to Wadfree. Best best thing, though, folks, go to WadFree.com. It's it's the best way to do it, trust me.
5: (laughs) Thank you. You're very
3: welcome, Cindy. Thanks for joining us, and uh, again, we'll have you back. This is fabulous. Let us know how things are progressing for you guys, and we really appreciate it, Cindy.
5: Thank you. I appreciate you, John. You're
3: very welcome, Cindy. Thank you so much. And, folks, it is a great product. Again, Charlie and I both can attest to it. We use them, and yes, in fact... It does work. So wadfree.com one way to save money in lots of ways, not just in the energy use, but on the time side as well. And, again, some great tips from Cindy. We'll have some more of those as soon as we come back. i got many other things to talk about as well. Joe sent me a list of things that we want to talk about on getting things ready for winter when it comes to some of your equipment around the house. We'll talk about that as well. If you got any questions for us or things you want to add on energy saving, give us a call, 303-477-477. 5600 you can also text us as you guys already know even on any other day that you're listening to this you know potentially on a replay you can text us 307-200-8222 we'll be right back fix it radio klz 560
7: Rates just keep going up, making it harder to buy or refinance a home. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720 500 Make your 30-year payment, but own your home in 15 years, all while paying half the interest. Have access to your equity for 30 years without having to refinance and pay more fees. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. There are thousands of customers taking advantage of this simple interest loan. It's times like this when you can really save in your interest costs and pay less. Go to aimortgage.net and see our Google reviews about the Asset Manager Mortgage. Take AIM, 720 Get up to 90% loan to value and up to $2 million in loan amount, all at the same rate as a $100,000 loan. Whether you want a condo, second home, investment, or cash out, All come with the same rate. No more paying higher fees and higher rates. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Pay less interest and own your home faster. Call 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DOOR. Equal credit lender.
3: We know that summer weather won't last forever. Getting your furnace checked before old man winter arrives can avoid costly and inconvenient breakdowns on your HVAC system. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is offering a $59 furnace tune-up special to ensure the reliability of your HVA system before you need it the most. No wait time from the best team Denver has to offer. Schedule your $59 furnace tune-up now so you don't lose precious heat when you need it the most. Call 720-442-8842 or go to fixitradio.com today.
8: For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
4: You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul,
8: Leaves are falling, squirrels are burying their nuts, and pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't wanna replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a roof max treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment.
1: And it gets better. Because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product, you can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a
8: replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaverscolorado.com
1: and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment.
3: All right, Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Charlie Grimes, and, of course, Larry Unger answering phones, which we should keep Larry busy. So if you've got something you want to ask, talk about, add to, please give us a call. In fact, what are your largest energy-saving tips? What do you recommend? Tell others if you've got something that you know saves energy that a lot of folks might even not think of. They may not think of. Let me use the right grammar there. Please call us, 303 477 5600. 0, 0. Let's keep Larry busy. Jersey Joe sent in a few things that I should talk about today because it really is that time of the year. A lot of you are wrapping up your chores for the fall, meaning lawnmower is about done. Some of you may get one more, you know, mow out of it here this weekend or next, but it's getting to the point where the grass is pretty much done. You're not going to do much more. You may be doing some leaf cleanup, some mulching, some things like that. But as we get ready for winter, we do want to put our equipment away properly. That's how it ends up working correctly next year. So here's my advice for all of you on that. And hopefully you did this when it comes to pulling out the snowblower. We'll talk about that in a moment as well. But when it comes to fuel, the biggest issue and we've Larry and I both have talked about this on Drive Radio I don't know how many times helping people get things fired up in each season and typically what we find and even personally what I have found over the years helping people is when something won't start and run it's because it wasn't put away properly the year before in other words there's old fuel it gets dirty it gets stale uh it just it it's it it goes bad over time and it will not start the next season so here's a tip for you first of all in your one and a half or five gallon can two and a half gallon can whatever you're doing bg who's one of our great sponsors on drive radio makes a product called called um supercharge you can also use the stable product but i like supercharge why do i like supercharge because it does more than just stable not only does it stabilize the fuel but there's some cleaning properties in it that will even clean the carburetor and some of the things that the fuel is touching. So, it's not just a stabilizer. It does some cleaning as well. So, here's what I would recommend. Put the stable in your can, because or not stable, but the supercharge in your can. Because you can run that all year long, by the way. You're not hurting anything by running supercharge, even, even when you're just using fuel on a regular basis. In fact, I would just, if I were you, keep fuel with that supercharged product in it at all times. Then it's just ready to go no matter what. So what you want to do is have fuel with the supercharged product in it from BG. But you want to run your item dry. So let's say you've got a lawnmower. Could be a riding mower. Could be a push mower. Doesn't matter. You want to take as much fuel out of it as you can. So we're not wasting fuel. And You can use a old turkey baster or there's all sorts of suction devices now you can buy at Napa, Harbor Freight, different places like that. There's even some really cool devices. Uh, Milwaukee now, for some of you that want to get a little bit fancier and handier, they make a pump that you can put your your uh, battery system that Milwaukee has, you can actually put that into this pump, and the pump will suck most anything. Hydraulic fluid, coolant, fuel, you name it. Now, if you're mixing up products, of course, you got to make sure things are clean. Each time you do it, you, you get the drill there. I don't have to tell any of you that. But you want to make sure that the tank is empty. Then, once it's empty, there will be some fuel left in the carburetor. Some carburetors have the ability to drain the bowl, although that's not what I recommend. And I know some folks will say, well, just do it. It's easy. Well, it is for some. It's not for others. I've learned through the years, and I think Larry would attest to me on, with me on this, some people are really handy mechanically. And they can do these things. Others are not. So the easiest thing to do is once the gas is out of the tank, fire it up and just let it run out of fuel. It will suck whatever's in the carburetor out of it. The little bit that's left, you're not going to get out of there anyway. So it'll, it'll suck out of there, the majority of what's there. And what little bit is left, you're going to put fresh fuel in it in the next season, and it's not a big deal. So we're going to take all of the fuel out of it. We're going to let it run dry. And once it's dry, we're done. Now, Joe has on here change oil. That's not my recommendation. I would not change oil until we're ready to start it the next year. Why? Because depending upon where you store said item, you may. It's just, it's a slight chance, but I'm just one where I don't want to take that chance. I'm going to put fresh oil in it next season when I go to fire it back up because it may have gathered some contaminants, some some moisture, some things like that. So my recommendation, and I think Larry would agree with me on this, would be to change oil next season, not now. Now, if you want to do it now and you've got a nice indoor place, everything's nice and warm and so on, and you don't think there's going to be any chance of it collecting moisture, fine. If you want to change it now, feel free. If, though, you store things in a shed or places where you're going to have some temperature swings, I would wait, and even I personally don't change it until next season. It's just one of those things where you get things fired up, ready to go. Now, one thing I do agree with Joe on is as you're putting things away, especially when it comes to, you know, weed eater, lawnmower, so the weed eater, you're getting ready to put it away. You're going to do all the things I just said a moment ago. I am also one where, you know what, while you've got the time now, go ahead and load it up with line get it ready to go, have the head, you know, service the head unit on it if you have to, fill it up with, with, with you know, a trimmer string, and be ready to go for next year. That part's all done. And if most of you have either an electric or a two-stroke weed eater, you're not going to change oil or anything in that. So at that point, the weed eater is done, ready to go, put away. Now, I also am one that believes, maybe because we do so much of this with all the equipment that we have, but I would then take a tag, you can buy these anywhere, the, you know, the the... the Tags you can write on that have a little wire, you know, at the end where you can, you know, tag something. I then tag it what you've done. You know, head was serviced, ready to go for next year. Put the date on it that you serviced it, done deal. A couple of reasons why you want to do that. What if you're not here next year? No offense, but we never know what's going to happen tomorrow. That just lets somebody else know what you did to that particular piece of equipment could be a spouse, could be a child, could be anyone, could be a neighbor. Is it done, serviced, ready to go? Tag it, say so. Same thing on the lawnmower. If you're not changing oil, then you would say that. Serviced the, you know, fur- service the fuel system, did all of my other checks. Some of you that have riding lawnmowers, I would even unhook the battery also. So there's no draw on the battery or put a tender on it either way, but, you know, unhook the battery. And then lastly on lawnmowers, sharpen the blade now. Just go ahead and get that done. One less thing to have to mess with next year. Now, you can wait again and do that next year, but here's why I like to sharpen the blade now. You can scrape the deck at the same time, which you would want to do prior to putting things away. So scrape the deck. Sharpen the blade. If you don't know how, there's all sorts of videos out there on how you can actually sharpen the blade. The other thing you want to do when you're sharpening the blade is balance it. You want your blade to be balanced. How do you balance it? Very, very easy. Vice, board, nail, any of those items is all you need. The key is you're going to put the blade on the nail and make sure that it's balanced. You'll know if it's balanced or not. If one end tips down and continues to tip down, then the other end, or then that end, needs some. Some weight taken off of it because that's the weight, you know that's the end that's heavier. How do you do that? Just grind a little more off till it's balanced. And again, there's all sorts of videos on how to do that, so that's not a big deal. Also make sure when you're sharpening the blade, you keep the angle correct. otherwise you end up with more problems when you when you go to cut the next year. We're all sharpening them essentially the same way. There's there's, there's no rocket science to this. And if your blade's getting bad to where you've sharpened it enough to where you can just see that, oh, I think this thing's bad, order a new blade. Have that ready to go. Either put it on now or put it on next spring when you go to cut again. Joe, what's going on?
9: John, I have an energy tip, but on sharpening blades, I've seen guys with angle grinders or bench grinders, they think you're supposed to put a knife edge on them. And you and I both know you should not sharpen them. They should only be about the thickness of a penny. Uh, You do not want to put a knife edge on your lawnmower blades. Right. Uh, because that first time you hit a pebble yep. it'll, it'll deflect the and gouge so you don't you don't make them sharp yeah we're not
3: we're not cutting hair
9: we're not cutting hair so no uh, about a thickness of a penny maybe a dime but that's about it you don't you don't go for a sharp edge correct um, Wintertime, time biggest energy saving tip uh, there is when it comes to washing and dryer and I want to give two very important caveats and this is for electric dryers only okay. never gassed. And only in a well-ventilated room. Um, if you take, if you have an electric dryer in a well-ventilated laundry room, you disconnect your dryer hose, put a piece of uh, nylon screening or cheesecloth over the end with a big rubber band, and you let that warm, moist air that normally you're exhausting outside go back into the house. And when you do that, make sure you flick your uh, on your thermostat. You have a manual position for your uh, circulating fan on your furnace. And you circulate that warm, moist air throughout the house while you're doing your laundry. Mm. Uh, don't know if you've ever heard of that or tried it. but it There's works actually
3: like- kits now for what you're just saying, Joe, that I've noticed. And to your point, got to make sure it's not a gas dryer. We're not going to do that with a gas dryer. But, yeah, with an electric dryer, there, there's no harm in that. It's just warm air coming back out, Joe.
9: Warm and moist. I mean, you know, here we go to all this trouble in the winter time to run humidifiers on our furnace. Correct. And here you are putting this beautiful warm moist air you're putting it outside, outside. the house right outside but again you want to have a good you want to have a well-ventilated room because you don't want to get uh, water dripping off the ceiling in your laundry room correct um so that's why it should be again don't do it if you're wash your washer drawers in a little closet with you know french doors or or, or folding doors and uh, but if you've got a well-ventilated room and you can turn your furnace to the manual fan to the on position It's just because you're basically then running your dryer for free because uh, all that heat is going back into the house. So it's really – and when that's running, your furnace is not going to come on. So it's just a great way to do it.
3: I agree. agree. And you're you're killing two birds with one stone. You're drying the clothes anyway, so why not use that air that you're doing – that you're using anyways, the energy you're already paying for reuse it?
9: Right. So that's probably – and again, it's a wintertime only thing. But well, that's probably the single biggest energy saving thing you can do with your washer.
3: Good point. washer
9: dryer is is vented into the house, not to the outside. Good
3: point. And like I said, uh, guys, there 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 are now, because it's become so popular, Joe, there's little kits made now to where you don't even have to go do the nylon sock and all that. You you can buy a kit that's already got all that built in. Yep.
9: Yeah, yeah. Um you wanna hear my product review?
3: Yeah, let's hear it.
9: Um, you know, we had, um, uh, we've had we got a bunch of trees, you know, maple trees and pine trees with low branches, and we typically have to mow under them. Well, some of these branches have come down to where you couldn't drive the lawnmower under them. So my wife wanted me to get a little – I had a big 16-inch <laughs> gas-powered chainsaw, but I, uh, I got a – for $69, I got an electric chainsaw that had a five-foot extension pole now the blade on the the blade on the uh chainsaw it's electric chainsaw it's only like a 10 inch blade but um it's made the one i got is made by sanjo but john i've never seen anything like this i mean i I was just knocking these one inch branches off you know 10 15 seconds a piece and if you want to go up six feet eight feet in the air to knock off a branch this thing is incredible uh and again it's that the, the extension pole you can take off and just use it as a little mini chainsaw you know mm-hmm. it's only without the extension pole i think the thing is only like fifteen inches in total length you know just like a regular right. handsaw right but then if you if you want to get up and there's a, a branch that's you know six feet in the air eight feet in the air you add the extension pole and you're you're knocking off branches uh, i highly recommend that if you've got branches you want to trim and you don't want to get up on a ladder Nice. Uh, it was just an – I was – real. I didn't expect it to work as well as it did, and I was really impressed. And, again, there are other other models, but I got the Sun Joe, and for 69 bucks, you cannot go Pretty wrong. Pretty
3: cheap. Yeah. Pretty yep. cheap.
9: So, well,
3: we, call so those pole, it, we call those pole saws, electric pole saws.
9: Uh, yeah, and you can get them battery or corded. That's right. You know, right. depending on what you want. Yeah,
3: um, they even they make some I, two-stroke I, options if you want, depending upon what – you know. And, and in some cases, too, Joe, folks should look, depending upon what – what platform you're on? You know, use the same stuff you've already got if you can.
9: Yeah. So if you've got one of these like Ryobi, right? Where everything uses the same exactly. battery, You know exactly. Go, go for it. In my case, I had electric outlets all around the outside of my house. Perfect. So I got the corded. I got the corded version and a hundred foot extension cord, and, and I must have knocked off thirty or forty branches in fifteen minutes. Nice. With this little thing, and it's um, so. Uh, for those who are thinking about, rather than use the old uh, bow saw, you know, the, the yeah. manual bow saw, you yeah. have to get up in the stepladder. Uh, you, you absolutely want to get yourself one of these if you find yourself trimming branches on a regular basis.
3: They work great. No, that's really great. That's really nice, Joe. Good job.
9: Okay. All right.
3: All, All right, man. Eyes. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Joe. As always, Bill and Lakewood, you're next. Go ahead, Bill. Well, not to contradict what he said,
10: <clears throat> years ago, I'm thinking like around 30-ish or longer. They first came out with that stuff with the venting the dryer to your house. Right. Well, a couple of guys, I think I think Excel sold something to put on the vent or whatever. I, I don't remember. But it rusted up all their tools. Oh, really? Yeah, so I don't know.
3: Well, I, you know, I think what Joe said, you've got to be really careful on, you know, what room do you have and where is it going, and as long as you've got a nice, well-ventilated room where you're you're not, you know, like his point, you're not in a little bitty dinky room or a closet or something, sure. But, yeah, if you're if you're in a really small enclosed space, you wouldn't want that moisture going there.
10: I'm just saying, I remember, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I know a bunch of guys tried. I think Excel, because I worked for Excel, It was selling something to hook up to your dryer. And a bunch of guys, I don't know if they had it out in the garage or where the heck they had it. And the tools got, whatever it was, got rusted up. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah wouldn't, wouldn't.
3: Wouldn't shock me if it's in a very tight and closed space, and you've got your toolbox and stuff right there. Well, yeah, I sure could definitely.
10: Hey, so to change the subject, did you ever try the infrared grill?
3: I have not. No, I still use my smoker.
10: I'm, I'm, I might buy one. I'm.
3: I've not got that far yet.
10: I'm at that point where. (laughs) What when you do? Let me
3: know. Okay. All right. Bill, appreciate you very much. Thanks. Randy, hang tight. We'll take uh, some time with you. Don't go anywhere. We're up against a break. We'll come right back. Randy Northglin on Smart Meters. Any other thing you have for us, call us, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. This is Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560.
4: You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance now at 303 662 That's 303 End
3: of the season, quiet, cool, blowout. The whole house fan you know and love, but with an added benefit. With any quiet, cool purchase, receive a full furnace clean, including disassembly and cleaning of your whole furnace so you're prepared when old man winter hits. By the way, that's a $300 value. That's the last thing you want to do is circulate all that dust through your clean home that's been sitting in your furnace when you fire it up for the first time. Call 720-442-8842 or go to fixitradio.com today
8: quality and service beyond compare call absolute electrical
7: heating and air rates just keep going up making it harder to buy or refinance a home take aim affordable interest mortgage 720 make your 30-year payment but own your home in 15 years all while paying half the interest have access to your equity for 30 years without having to refinance and pay more fees take aim 720 there are thousands of customers taking advantage of this simple interest loan. It's times like this when you can really save in your interest costs and pay less. Go to aimortgage.net and see our Google reviews about the Asset Manager Mortgage. Take AIM, 720 Get up to 90% loan to value and up to $2 million in loan amount, all at the same rate as a $100,000 loan. Whether you want a condo, second home, investment, or cash out, all come with the same rate. No more paying higher fees and higher rates. Take AIM, 720 500 Pay less interest and own your home faster. Call 720-895-0500. NMLS, 298-191, regulated by door equal credit lender.
8: Leaves are falling, squirrels are burying their nuts, and pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roofsavers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment.
1: And it gets better because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product. You can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement,
8: he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaverscolorado.com
1: and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment.
3: All right, we are back. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Randy in Northland, you're next.
0: Hi, I received notification from XL Energy that they're going to want to install one of these smart meters in my house. Correct. Uh, if I choose not to do it, it's going to cost me an extra $11 per month. That's correct. And I wanted to find out from you what are the pluses and minuses uh, and which way should I go on that?
3: My gut feeling is eventually you're going to be forced to go smart meter across the board. There are a lot of folks, though, that are against them completely and are going to be willing to pay the $11 a month to to not have one. Uh, I think, Randy, you know, frankly, there's a lot of conspiracy theories around smart meters, and, and I do my best to dispel those because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there on what Excel Energy can actually do through a smart meter. There are folks out there claiming that you know they can turn up and down your your temperature they can turn this appliance off that appliance off none of that is true Randy in fact the big last story you heard where XL Energy went in and turned up the temperature in people's homes that was a different program where they gave out thermostats and or gave you credit on your current thermostat if you allowed them to control your thermostat That was done by each individual person buying in or opting into that particular program. So no offense, I don't feel sorry for those folks that XL Energy came in and turned their temperature up and they were sweating to death. That was on them. XL Energy did it, of course, to help out the grid, but that was on them for allowing them to do so in the first place. So there's all sorts of wives' tales on, and conspiracy theories on what XL Energy can do inside your home. They cannot do anything in your home you don't allow them to.
0: So uh, you're saying that uh, it's probably a better idea to go with it, and
3: that what they're going to do with the smart meter?
0: have
3: to. Yeah, what they're going to do with the smart meter, Randy, is start charging you on time of use. Which, if you're smart and you're the, you know you have the ability to do different things at different times using energy in the off times, well, you're liable to save money on your energy bill versus versus just the flat rate fee that's being charged. Now, again, I am not. In that camp that is dead set against him. There's a lot of folks out there that are, that don't like him, that there's all sorts of theories even running around. You know, it's a a big brother thing and they're watching over what you're doing. Yes, they are going to monitor more closely and so can you on your bill and through their through their app and or through their website, you can look and see what type of energy you're using at different times of the day and then try to control what you're doing on your own to save money. I don't see all of that as being bad. And I think you know we all know that we're not getting any new power plants, so we're going to have to all pitch in and do whatever we can to reduce usage at different times. And I'm not saying that in any kind of a a, you know, a leftist fashion or anything like that. I'm just being common sense oriented, Randy. We know they're not going to add any power to the grid. So how do we all still have electricity at the end of the day? Because I don't know about you, Randy, but I like having electricity.
0: So, you know, when the influx of uh, electric cars becomes more prevalent, there's going to be much higher demand on the electricity.
3: Yeah, there there else. will be. And, you- but again, I want to caution everybody on that one as well, because I you know I own one, so I know how those work as well. They are typically plugged in at night. In fact, mine is set up to where I plug in and it doesn't start charging until after 9 o'clock at night, which at that point in time, Randy, our usage is going way down at 9 o'clock at night. So, yes, there will be more demand at different times, and in that case, it will be in the nighttime. But I think we have to also be careful that you know, we don't run around and say, well, you know, plugging all these vehicles in is going to ruin the grid. Yes, if everybody plugged in at once at one time at peak times, yes, it could. But if you're charging in the middle of the night, like I am, not so much.
0: Okay, makes sense. And the last question. Yes, it does. Uh, the, the last question was that I heard that if you did get the meter and you decided you weren't, you didn't like it, that you could opt back out of it.
3: That I don't know. Charlie Charlie and I actually were just talking about this. He just got noticed, like you, that they're going to be doing a smart meter here before too long uh, where he lives. And, you know, he's going through the same thing you are, Randy, as to do you do that? Do you opt out? What do you do? I have not heard that if you get it and you want to change back out, they will. That I've not heard. I mean, I'm assuming, Randy, you probably could. I just don't know.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate all your information.
3: Okay, perfect, uh, Randy. Thank you. No, thank you You very much. And again, folks, you all know me. I mean, I talk during the week, five days a week. I come here on Saturdays for another four hours, and you you guys know my feelings on what the left is trying to do to all of us. And no, this is not a political show. Fix It Radio is not. So uh, I try my best to kind of stay out of that, okay? On the same token, I also know that our side tends to do A lot of crazy things, conspiratorially speaking. And I even get emails and different things that come into my inbox and different theories and different things that are going on and so on. And I do my best to try to rifle through those. I've got really great listeners also like Jersey Joe, where Joe will even send me some things and say, Hey, there's this EV story about such and such. Tell me whether this is true or not. And I'll read through it and I'll give Joe my response back. I just went over one of those this past week of an EV story coming out of Wyoming that really was designed to, to make you think they need, they need a lot more charge stations in Wyoming if people are going to own electric vehicles there. Well, what they didn't tell everybody was a type of vehicle that was actually being driven, and my gut feeling is it was a vehicle that shouldn't have been doing what it was doing in the first place, and it wouldn't matter how many charge stations were there, but that was left out of the story, of course, because every story, whether it comes from the right or the left— can be manipulated around to make it sound one way or the other. I'm trying to give you guys all the straight scoop on things and do it in that manner. Mike in Denver, you're next, sir. Hello? Hello, Mike. Yeah, I
2: got a comment about the smart meter. Sure, go ahead, Mike. Okay. Even if you have a smart meter, okay, you don't you can opt out of the timing
3: Filling. Yes, you can. You're sir. You thank still you for have thank the you for saying that. You are, are correct, Mike. With
2: the old meter.
3: Yes, you are correct. Thank you for saying that. You- in other words, you can still just go to your flat fee that you had once before. Correct.
2: They'll keep you on the same plan. Correct. All you have is a different meter. Correct. But you do have to call them and opt out.
3: Correct. And-, and I think, Mike, that's one of those where I think folks are going to have to go through a couple of months, even with a smart meter, to determine do you want to do the rate you know the the rate charges on the smart meter based upon when your usage is or you just want to go back to the flat fee and i think at that point that'll be up to that individual
2: yeah when i used to work when i used to work at an office yeah i probably would have gone time but since i work at home like my heat i don't turn down my heat cuz i'm here all the time correct so. I want to keep it at a constant cost. There you
3: go. Great, great idea. You know, that's a great idea, Mike. And, and I, by the way, thank you for saying that. I, I I failed to mention that, and you are correct. You can still have a smart meter and go to flat rate charge. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Okay, Mike, bye. thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you for that. Mike and Aurora, you're next. Yeah, John, I wanted to give you my procedure on sure. Uh, sharpening long Sure, long Mike, long go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, uh workshop. A uh, tabletop with, uh, as you said, a, a mounted vise to hold the blade, and two good, uh, probably uh, leather gloves, and a one-inch-wide file. Yep. And yeah, and as you do it, try to maintain the original cutting angle. Correct. And I, I tend to sharpen them maybe a little sharper than you do, only because it's so much trouble and I don't like doing it uh, that often. And so, uh, you know how the rocks will put a dent on yes. the edge yes. of the cutting, the cutting edge? Uh, I'll try to file all those down and out, and then I'll flip the blade over and cut off the rough edge, I file the rough edge off. And then uh, I just take a large screwdriver and put it through the mounting hole and hold it uh, level more or less on the
3: countertop. Yeah, in anything you can spin the blade on is all you need. Screwdriver, nail, whatever. Yeah, all works.
2: Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't even spin the blade. I just let it sit there,
3: and if it tilts yep. down, then you Yeah, know, I mean, I, I'll i let did. it sit there, but then I'll tend to, you know, I, I tend to rock it back and forth a little bit just make sure there's no burrs on the center of it, you know, just to make sure that I've, you know, again, making sure that, you know, I've got it to where it's low. There are actually sold, and for some of you that maybe have more blades than one, some of you guys have lawnmowers that might have two, three, four, five blades, even depending upon what you're doing. They do make a nice little app, a cone apparatus, Mike, with kind of a little spring in it where you can set the blade on it. Really see how how level things are and how balanced they are. That's for somebody doing this a lot.
2: Uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't check that out. I, I don't. They're I not mean, that I, expensive, I
3: actually. For some of you that do quite a bit of sharpening, and some of you that again may have more than one item, some of you might have a trimming mower and then have a riding mower, and you're doing more than one blade at a time. That little cone device actually is pretty handy, Mike.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know how
3: perfect it has to be, but it is not it exact. But well, here, here's it's the deal for everybody about... listening. The more perfect it is, the longer the bearings and things that it's riding on last. But, Mike, yeah. for most homeowners, that's not a huge issue. Somebody like us, where you're running a mower constantly, you know, four or five days a week during the summer months, yeah, it's a bigger deal then.
2: Oh, yeah. You'll notice the imbalance. And Correct. like you said, that's, that's, hard on the, that's hard on the mower. Correct. And it just takes a few more minutes to, to, to even try and even things out a little Yeah, it does better. take it doesn't very long. You know,
3: and really quick, too, Mike, yeah. another tip, and I've done this, so I know it works, If you get a big, huge gouge, rather than trying to cut that, you know, grind that all the way out to where there's no gouge left, take a round file and make it sort of like a little serrated edge. You're not going to damage anything by doing that. The uh, gouge? Yeah, if there's a big, Uh, huge gouge, just file it in like a serrated edge on a knife would be. It's still going to cut. Oh, okay. But, well, I mean, that won't throw the balance off enough. Well, that, that was going to be my next comment. Just make sure you're balanced when you're done because that side might end up being a little lighter than the other side. And if that's the case, then you'll uh-huh. have to do some figuring out of that. But rather than, you know, I've seen people grind, you know, a blade all the way down to where that, that nick oh. is out of it. I would, I, I am one personally where I would file around that, use a round file even, even if it's got a little bit of a, an indentation there, but it's still sharp, it'll still cut.
2: That's a good idea. I usually just threw it away if it was that bad.
3: Yeah, yeah, again, it depends on people's budgets and what they're doing in the mower and what they're doing with the uh-huh. mower and so on and how particular you are and so, and so on. But, no, you, you can file that down like a regular serrated edge on a knife, and it'll still cut just fine, just like a serrated edge on a knife does. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I just I got tired of doing it so often, you know. I had to no, I, I like hear you. A not, not, two, not a bad idea at all. To, on a riding lawnmower with two blades, I just... I wanted to I just got I wanted to get it to do it as leaf off and, yep. and get it as good as
3: possible. Yep.
2: All right, the full All right, to... no, Mike, appreciate it very much.
3: Hey, I had another tip that just came in from Mickey as we head into winter. Great tip by the way. Really cheap trick to keep exterior faucets from freezing are styrofoam cups and rubber bands. Ooh, great idea. You get a big enough cup, put that right over the, the top of the faucet. Use a rubber band to fasten it down. Keeps all the heat in. Great idea. I've seen people do insulation, and they actually make some of those styrofoam items at the big box stores. You can do as well. You can also do that. Most faucets, as long as you've got the hose off, are designed to drain everything from the interior of the house out. That's why the faucet will run a little longer once you shut it off. If you do that, typically you don't have an issue. The biggest thing is making sure your hoses are disconnected. Now, some of you have really fancy faucets whereby they drain whether the hose is hooked up to them or not. I happen to have a home where the previous homeowner who had a brother that was a plumber did that. So all of my faucets on my house actually drain whether the whether the hose is on it or not. Not everybody has that, but those are items you could put on, but best bet is Just take all of the hoses off as we head into these colder nights now just to make sure you don't get any freezing and any issues along those lines. And then to Mickey's point, if you want to, you can still put some styrofoam over the top of that. And then that allows that to keep that heat inside and makes things work that way as well. So I've got other tips for you guys when it comes to fall and getting ready to go and so on on some of your equipment. One last thing Larry mentioned when it comes to lawnmower service. Also, this is true with the weed eater as well, anything gas-powered check your air filter as well. We want to make sure that all of that is good and dialed in also. Now is the time to do that. The other thing about that is if if you're looking at some of those items now and you know that, hey, by the time I get into next year, I'm going to need an air filter. In fact, I might even need a new blade. Well, you know what? Make your laundry list of things. And typically speaking, those are the items that will be on sale through the winter months when all of these houses that actually sell, you know, these parts houses that sell those types of items, they're looking for business in the middle of the winter. That's the time to buy some of those things. Not during the heat of the summer, but in the cold of winter is when you buy a lawnmower blade, and air filter for your lawnmower and things like that. So. There's supply chain issues with some of that stuff as well, so make your laundry list, get the stuff bought, get it handled, and that could be one of your winter projects that you use as well. All right, guys, with that, don't forget, anything that you've ever missed or you want to hear back, you know, you want to go back and listen to again, fixitradio.com is the place to go. We have all of our partners there as well. All of our sponsors are listed also, and we appreciate each and every one of you listening to us as well. So don't forget, Drive Radio coming up next as well. If it is Tuesday, you're listening to our replay. Rush to Reason is next. Otherwise, this is Fix It Radio KLZ 560.